How have the Winnipeg Jets managed to get into an 0-2 hole? And what do the Minnesota Wild need to do in order to beat them on the home opener to improve to 3-0 on the season? We find out that and more today on Locked on Wild. You're Locked on Wild. Your daily podcast on the Minnesota Wild. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's happening, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Locked On Wild, your daily Minnesota Wild podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Wild your first listen every day. And just as a reminder, we are free and available wherever you listen to podcasts. Today's episode of Lockdown Wild is brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and make sure to tell them Lockdown sent you. On today's episode of Lockdown Wild, we take a look at how the Winnipeg Jets have managed to start off the season 0-2 and what the Wild need to do in order to beat them to improve to 3-0 on the season on their home opener. My name is Seth Topal, host of Locked On Wild, veteran Minnesota sports content producer, helming a full season of Minnesota Wild coverage here on Locked On Wild after taking over last year. Happy to be here with you on a Tuesday edition of the show and happy home opener to those who celebrate as the Wild will be hosting the Winnipeg Jets tonight at the XL Energy Center to kick off the home slate of games after a very successful start to the season with wins against Anaheim and the Los Angeles Kings over the weekend to bring it home 2-0. Tonight's opponent, the Winnipeg Jets, a much different start to the season as Winnipeg finds themselves in an 0-2 hole. And uh, for the Jets, interesting to look at uh, the numbers so far this season. So they have scored four goals. They've given up eight goals. In uh, one of their losses, they outshot, outhit, and won more faceoffs than that opponent and still found a way to lose. And so you look at those numbers, and there's nothing really that jumps off the page. I mean, uh, the biggest, most lopsided game that they had was against the uh, Anaheim Ducks, a 4-1 to loss. But they also um, ended up losing to the San Jose Sharks by a score of 4-3. to So... Not a whole lot that uh, that hops out in terms of oddities uh, for this team, but once I did a little more digging into why the uh, Winnipeg Jets are 0-2 to start the season, well, the answer became very obvious. Let's just take a look at how the goals have been scored uh, against the Jets this season. So, season opening game against the Anaheim Ducks, and uh, the goals are as follows. The Ducks score an even-strength goal, two even-strength goals in the first period. Then the Jets score an even-strength goal in the second. The Ducks score a power play goal in the second to make it 3-1, to one, and then they score another power play goal in the third to win the game by a score of 4-1. to one. So that may start to paint a little bit of a picture as to what has been the problem. And then we go to the San Jose Sharks game that the Jets also lost, and that was just absolute chaos. Uh, the Jets actually score first here with an even-strength goal. In the second period, we get an, a shorthanded goal from the Jets, then a shorthanded goal from the Sharks, 
then a power play goal from the Sharks. Then in the third period, another power play goal for the Sharks, and then two more even strength goals to finish off the scoring. So looking at those numbers, it becomes pretty obvious as to what the issue is for the San Jose Sharks through two games. And uh, that is none other than a dreadful power play and penalty kill. Uh, Looking at the numbers from the Jets-Ducks game, Winnipeg was 0 for 5 on the power play themselves. San Jose was 2 for 5 on the power play and had a shorthanded goal as well in the game against the San Jose Sharks. Winnipeg 0 for 3 on the power play. San Jose was 2 for 5. And so 4 for 10 to start the season. Opponents are 4 for 10 on the power play. And uh, Winnipeg 0 for 8, as well as giving up a shorthanded goal. Now, they've scored a shorthanded goal themselves, but those are the big numbers. If you want to pinpoint a reason as to why this team is 0-2 so far, it's 0 for 8 on the power play and 4 of 10 uh, opponent power play. So 6 of 10 on the penalty kill. Those numbers are horrendous to start the season. And yes, I know it's two games, but uh, if we're trying to look for you know reasons as to why things are the way that they are, well, that's it. Uh, you can't you can't give a team that many additional chances. Um, you you have to be able to kill off penalties, and uh, the Jets have just not been able to do that uh, so far this season. And it's not like they're taking a whole lot of. Uh, I mean, in the uh, the game against the uh, the Ducks, the Ducks had twenty four penalty minutes. Um, and Winnipeg at 14, so eight penalties and then seven penalties, so pretty even split there. Uh, in the Sharks game, uh, the Jets were called for seven penalties. The Sharks were called for five. So it's, it, it is just simply you know doing your job uh, when you have a, uh, a, the opponent with an extra attacker. You just you got to kill those penalties. And Winnipeg just has not been able to do that to start off this season. So that uh, that is interesting because you look at some of the outlying stats and the uh, Corsi four percentage for this team uh, coming into their third game of the season is right now at fifty six point eight. So Corsi four percentage is basically the amount of time that you control the puck um, versus your opponent. And so 50% is average. Like, you both had an even split in terms of, uh, of handling the puck. And so the Jets have been slightly, you know, slightly above average, 56.8, um, in terms of Corsi 4 percentage. So they have controlled the puck more than their opponents. It's just when you get in those situations where they have to kill off a penalty kill, they're not able to. And their panel, uh, power play to start the year rivals what the Wilds was. Um, but again, two games. I'm not trying, to, not trying to make it a huge deal. But if you want a look at what has led to the issues for Winnipeg so far, it's the power play and it's the penalty kill, something that hopefully the Wilds can exploit here this evening. We will take a look at that. We'll take a look at all the keys to uh, tonight's matchup. 
uh, later on in the show today. But we are going to take a look at why Connor Hellebuck is having uh, a rough start to the season. So uh, that will be what we dive into next. More to come here on today's episode of Locked on Wild. BetOnline.ag is back, and they are better than ever. A new web interface has been introduced for the start of the basketball season, and more props, odds, and lines are available than ever before. BetOnline.ag remains your number one spot for all the basketball and football action going on this season. So head to their new updated desktop and mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Make sure to use the promo code LOCKDOWN to receive that welcome bonus. From basketball, football, baseball's postseason, the NHL, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. BetOnline.ag is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. BetOnline.ag, where the game starts. Does this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live, another that lets you stream your favorite shows, you're watching sports highlights on your phone, and you've got your neighbor's best friend's login for the good stuff. Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all of that entertainment you love without the hassle and a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called DirecTV Stream, and it brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before so you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again. The best part? There's no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. Continuing today's episode of Lockdown Wild, again, thank you for making Lockdown Wild your first listen every day. And just as a reminder, we are free and available wherever you listen to podcasts. So Connor Hellebuck has had an interesting start to the season. Now, again, two-game sample size, but uh, listen to some of these numbers that uh, that Hellebuck has been putting up so far this season. He's 0-2 with a 4.1 goals allowed average uh, and an 849 save percentage. Those are by far the worst numbers of his career. Um, in terms of uh, his goals allowed percentage, this is the uh, number of goals allowed percentage rel- relative to league goals allowed percentage. Uh, lower number is better. 100 is exactly average. Zero means you have saved 100% of the shots that you've faced. So... Um, Hellebuck has been right around, you know, he's had uh, his best season was at 86. Um, and he's had a couple of seasons in the 80s, couple seasons in the 90s, one season slightly above 100. So he, he has been uh, better than average uh, in terms of the goals against percentage. Uh, his goals against percentage this year is 168, which is way higher than it should be. Uh, his goals saved above average as well. This is the goals a goalie prevents given his save percentage and shots faced versus the league average save percentage on the same number of shots. So how does a particular goalie do compared to the league average goalie in similar situations? Uh, and Hellebuck, again, has uh, been really good in this category. 
um, has had one year in which he posted a negative score. Uh, but for the most part, he's had a couple years in the 20s, but uh, has been you know, a, a positive number pretty much his entire career. He sits at negative 3.3 right now. Uh, his adjusted goals against average, which uh, takes into account some of those um, factors, how he does compared to uh, league average goalies in similar situations. Uh, his go- adjusted goals against average is 4.62. So his goals against average should actually be worse than it is right now. And uh, you, you start to kind of get concerned the more I look into these numbers uh, as to uh, what exactly has been uh, going on with uh, Hellebuck through the first couple of games of the season. Now, a big part of that is, as I just mentioned in the first segment, the special teams for the Winnipeg Jets have been really bad. Four power play goals allowed, a shorthanded goal allowed as well. And so he's clearly not getting a whole heck of a lot of help uh, in front of him from uh, his teammates. But at the same time, like it'd be one thing if his goals against average was in the fours, but his adjusted goals against average was, um, you know, in the, in the high or mid twos, then you could say, okay, he's getting unlucky and, uh, you know, it'll, it'll even out eventually. But the fact that that number is higher than his current goals allowed average is, uh, kind of pointing to the direction of like, he, he should have been worse, but uh, has been able to kind of salvage, uh, his uh, first two starts. So, these numbers will come down. Obviously, Hellebuck still one of the best goalies in the uh, the NHL and is just an absolute workhorse uh, and a big reason why the Winnipeg Jets are a threat in the Central. However, a situation where the Minnesota Wild can pounce on a guy who is clearly not on his game and uh, could you know see their offensive output increase uh, after a uh, low couple of goal totals the first two games of the season, that wouldn't be too bad. That would be something that I think we as fans would all like to see is uh, maybe this ends up being like a 5-2 to two or a 6-3 to three type game, uh, somewhere around there. Just a few more goals to try to get some other players involved. So ultimately, it's, uh, it's going to depend on um, if Hellebuck can get it figured out if the Wilds can get to him before he does, because his uh, his numbers against the um, his numbers against the Wilds are not um, are not too bad. As uh, see if I can get him pulled up here, had him and uh, not cooperating. But his goals, uh, his uh, his record, I should say against the Minnesota Wilds. He is 7-6-1 with a 2.42 goals allowed average and a 9.22 save percentage. He also has two shutouts um, in his career in 17 games played against the Wild. Now, obviously, that was not um, this past season, and so it's been a little while since Hellebuck has seen the Wild, and he hasn't seen a whole lot of players in this iteration of the Wild. He hasn't seen Kirill Kaprizov. 
He uh, he hasn't seen you know some of the guys on the fourth line. He hasn't seen um, a lot of what is making this Wild roster really tick uh, at this point um, throughout the last year plus. So yes, he's got uh, he's got some decent peripheral numbers. That win loss record, nothing really to write home about. But it's it's a situation where I think. The Wild have a favorable matchup to try to pounce on a guy who uh, is a little off to start the season and uh, a situation where they could put one in their back pocket that uh, maybe helps them later once uh, Hellebuck is back on his, you know, on his full game when he's back to the level that we have come to expect from him uh, pretty much night in, night out. So it's, it's not something that I think will stay as it currently is. I think he's going to obviously get it figured out. Uh, but at this point in the season, you got to see it first, I think, before we uh, are ready to declare Connor Hellebuck fixed. As of right now, still quite the, uh, quite the work in progress. So interesting to uh, just kind of look at some of those numbers. Haven't seen the Jets play yet this year. Um, so obviously relied a little more on the stats. To uh, to paint us a picture, but you uh, you combine those uh, those special teams woes and the fact that Hellebuck has not had a great start to the season, I'd say uh, that's a recipe for disaster for the Winnipeg Jets heading into tonight's matchup. So um, an interesting little dive there. Uh, we will finish the show today by looking at some keys for the Wild uh, to come away with a victory and to go to three and zero on the season and uh, try to push the Winnipeg Jets to 0-3. More on the Wilds home opener coming up here on Locked on Wilds. Today's episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning like, is your Odyssey an LX or an EX? I have no idea. And why wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. You can save time and money when using Rock Auto. Why choose to spend 30, 50, even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership? Rockauto.com is a family business serving do it yourselfers for over 20 years. And rockauto.com's prices are reliably low for every customer. So head to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Make sure to write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. All at rockauto.com. Final segment of today's episode of Locked On Wild, previewing tonight's matchup against the Winnipeg Jets. Again, thank you for making Locked On Wild your first listen Every day, looking at uh, where the Wilds stack up with the Jets in key areas. Now it's interesting because uh, the daily faceoff uh, has not confirmed it yet, but uh, it looks as though things are pointing to maybe Capo Kakinen getting the start uh, in net against the Jets tonight at home. Uh, very interesting considering Cam Talbot got the first two starts of the season on the road. Um, so we'll have to wait and see whether or not it's Capo or Talbot. Um, either way, for the Wild, um, they're going to have to uh, 
try to slow down a Jets team that is obviously looking to step up their performance after a lackluster couple of games to start the year. Uh, you've got uh, a lot of names on this squad that uh, that Bear keeping an eye on. you got Blake Wheeler, of course, Pierre-Luc Dubois. Um, you've got uh, former Vegas Golden Knights defenseman and one of us, Nate Schmidt, on the roster. Also have Mark Shifley, although uh, Shifley... Um, has only played in uh, one game so far, um, and that was actually due to a suspension. So he started the year uh, serving a suspension, but now is back with the team. So Shifley, obviously, another name to uh, keep an eye on for this Jets team. They've got the likes of uh, Kyle Connor and uh, and a bunch of other. Paul Statsny, a guy that was briefly linked to the Minnesota Wild in the offseason. So they do have some names that are capable of putting up numbers, and as a result, you're not going to see this team struggle, I think, for the entirety of the season. So looking at the line combinations, again, courtesy of the daily faceoff, and the Jets' top line, Kyle Connor, Mark Shifley, and Blake Wheeler, uh, they come in with a combined three points on the season, uh, despite the fact that they have 27 shots total uh, between the three of them. So Shifley, um, just a couple of shots for him, but uh, obviously Wheeler and Connor, very, very aggressive and uh, and good at uh, finding the back of the net. So that top line is going to be a tough one for the Minnesota Wild to crack. But um, I think the Wilds' top line is certainly up to the test, and by that I mean the line that starts against those guys, which of course is Jordan Greenway, Ryan Hartman, and Marcus Foligno. So it's uh, it's going to be very interesting to see those two square off um, as the uh, the Wild try to slow down that line, because then the uh, the Jets come out with Andrew Kopp, Pierre Luc Dubois, and Nikolai Ehlers. Uh, for their second line. Third line is Paul Statsny, Adam Lowry, and Cole Perfetti, and then Christian Veselainen, Riley Nash, and Jansen Harkins. So another spot, another key for the Wild, I think their bottom six can take advantage of the matchups that they get um, with those two lines. I think we can see the likes of Kevin Fiala and uh, Victor Rask, Freddie Goudreau, and then Brandon Duhame, Nico Sturm, and Nick Bukestad. I think we can see those guys take advantage of mashups, uh, matchups in this one. Uh, and as Brandon Duhame came super close, I, I felt really good about the prediction heading into um, Saturday's game that somebody on the fourth line was going to score. So I'm going to double down and say that I think uh, a member of the fourth line scores in this game. Um, to uh, to help things out and to uh, to help the Wild get the upper hand. So, will it be Duhame? Will it be Sturm? Will it be Bugstad? Who knows? Maybe Fiala gets uh, gets into the action as well. Um, I, I like the matchup that this team has uh, against Winnipeg, and of course, defensively, they go Josh Morrissey, Nate Schmidt, then Brendan Dillon and Neil Pionk, uh, Logan Stanley, and Dylan Demello. Uh, are the defensemen for the Jets. And then you've got your goalie situation, Connor Hellebuck and uh, Eric Comrie, who has not played yet this season. So I like how the Wilds stack up against this Jets team. 
Offensively, uh, keys for the Wilds are going to be to uh, to get off to a little better start than they have. That would be the one area I think that I could nitpick is that the Wild have done the whole slow start thing through the first couple of games of the year. So if we could stop doing that and uh, if we could have a second period similar to how things went against the LA Kings, uh, that would be great. But uh, mostly just trying to avoid those those lull starts where the other team possesses the puck and the Wild just look like they're kind of sleepwalking through the action, at least to start the game. Um, that's going to be a big key to this one. I, I do look for the Wild to try to get that top line going a little more. And I say that kind of in jest because obviously Kirill Kaprizov's been doing his thing. And um, it's just been a matter of the, the top line being a little off. Um, but once they get that timing down, uh, they're going to be real dangerous um, and in a big problem for uh, for opposing teams. So let's see the uh, the top line work and try to get a little closer to uh, to their top form. Uh, let's see the uh, the Greenway Hartman Felino line try to slow down those top guys for the Jets. Let's see some points in mismatches for the bottom six. And uh, let's see another great start from Cam Talbot. If it is Talbot, if not, let's see a great debut from Capo uh, Kakinen that sees him shake off the uh, the slow start to the year. Uh, defensively, more so just keep doing the same thing that we've seen. Uh, the defense has not looked particularly bad to start the year. And so if they can continue to play at that level, um, that's going to help out everybody else on the team. It goes from the top line, which has, uh, has looked really good, all the way to the third line, which simply just has to, you know, make solid plays, do their job, and, uh, and will be just fine on that end. And I think the biggest key to this matchup is that the Wild have to take advantage of power play opportunities, and uh, they have to be good on the penalty kill, uh, especially in this matchup with a team that has had such a disparity in special teams in terms of goals given up versus goals scored. You have to take advantage of that, and that, I think, is the single most driving factor in this game. If the Wilds can get one or two power play goals and can frustrate um, the Jets on you know a penalty or two to start the game, I think that's going to be plenty to, uh, to get it done. And uh, ultimately, I think the Wild do end up getting a win here tonight, and I'm going to go by a score of 5-2. to two. So 3-0, and oh, here we go. Uh, Wild get it done. And uh, we'll see how it plays out. We'll have a post-game reaction for you. Uh, it'll probably be a little later uh, tonight than, uh, than we usually do have some other stuff going on right around game time. So I'll be keeping an eye on it. And uh, we'll have some post-game thoughts uh, after things conclude. But uh, biggest thing... Just get off to a hot start and take advantage of extra opportunities. And the Wild will win this game, uh, I think, comfortably uh, in this one. So that is going to do it for today's episode of Lockdown Wilds. Uh, again, thank you for making Lockdown Wilds your first listen every day. Now that you're finished listening to Lockdown Wild, make sure to head to Lockdown NHL for your second listen here today. Keeping in line with everything going on throughout the NHL. Uh, as the season is underway, and so there is nonstop news throughout the National Hockey League. Make sure to follow Lockdown Wild wherever you listen to podcasts. Reminder, we are free and available everywhere 
So just search Lockdown Wild and you can find us on your favorite platform to stay up to date with all things Minnesota Wild. Make sure to check out our social media channels as well, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, our YouTube channel as well. We are continuing to add content to that. So uh, make sure to search and follow everywhere you can get Lockdown Wild so that you don't miss out on your favorite player and team news. And you can find new episodes every Monday through Friday as part of the Locked On Podcast Network.